Wait, how? What do you mean beat himself off into her vagina? He pulled out. Yeah, I hear you. It was weird. He pulled out until just the head was resting between the labia and then he sort of like jerked jerked off into there. Wow. And then it made kind of a mess, right? Because it was lots of semen just sort of all around the entrance. It was probably also to make that happen, which for some reason people think is compelling. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. Today, we're going to talk about small boob appreciation, whether to bring protection to a first date, insecurity around a female partner requiring electricity to come, and more. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. Mike, I just spent the last hour, actually a little over an hour, helping a friend with online dating responses. His intuition on what to say was basically wrong in in every circumstance in my opinion can you give like a an example like a a, an illustrative example um i might be able to give you a literal example because he texted me uh an exchange that he had i'm gonna see if i can pull it up here but generally he's sort of too enthusiastic and too available in my opinion i think Mm. you need to tamp those things down otherwise yeah it's just not going to work so all right so this is an exchange he had with a a a, a woman named let's call her susan and i can't see the entirety of the of the exchange but it starts with her asking him what kind of dog do you have and he responds it's hard to beat a hot bath that's candlelit the only real question is does it have bubbles or not Aside from bubble baths, I practice a lot of meditation slash mindfulness and I'm getting back into yoga. That's one message. Next one is I've been Wait, practicing. That was in, res- in response yeah, to asking I, what kind of dog he has? I think we should ignore that that's not contextually answering the question because there, there's some stuff that's invisible. She might have said a couple of other things that he's sort of responding to there. Okay. Um, All right. So that was the first message. Second message he sent was I've been practicing improv for about as long as I've had my terrier Rufus, so about a year and a half. And he says, I've been performing in front of audiences for about seven of those months. And then the fourth message is, they kind of threw me on the stage now that I think about it. I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the obvious problem here is that he's trying to, he's he's basically doing a sales pitch, right? Yeah. He's like, look how awesome I am. Look at these good qualities about me. Right. It's, you can do that after somebody has indicated that they're interested in you. But before somebody's indicated that they're interested in you, you have to remember that the average woman on an online dating website just has an ocean of men throwing themselves at them. And so I think you just got to... Well, somebody doing, a, somebody doing a sales pitch is never attractive, right? I mean, the, the attitude I think you want to, <clears throat> to have is there are these things that you do, you're confident in them, you feel good about them. And then you just bring them up contextually, right? Like, oh yeah, I did this or I did that. Or, but if you're, if you apropos nothing, start telling somebody about how you do performances or <laughs> you like bubble baths, they're, they're immediately going to be suspicious just in the same way you're suspicious. If somebody comes up and starts telling you how great, uh, you know, the features of a car are, or, yeah. I mean, everybody's inundated by advertisements all the time. And so just the messages you gave just felt like advertisements to me. So it's just, yeah, I just think even like a man hearing it would categorize it that immediate, that way immediately. Like, oh, you're, you know, what's being sold to me. It's like the, uh, 
Chris Rock used to have a sketch where he'd say, um, basically every sentence by a man to a woman could just end with, do you want some dick with that? Right. In the same way that like, uh, you know, want some fries with that from McDonald's. And it's sort of right. it's that basically it's like, oh yeah, he's, you're just offering your dick to her too much. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of men have this intuition, which is that they should advocate for themselves and try to seem interesting and worldly or virtue signal these various things. But the unfortunate reality is there isn't much you can do. You can, you can definitely hurt yourself, but in order. In terms of like trying to help yourself, I think you just say something a little bit clever or witty and then hope that they indicate interest. And it really doesn't have that much to do with you because for every you, there's 40 others. And so, you know, you, you just got to play the numbers game. That doesn't, I mean, <clears throat> that doesn't exactly mesh. I, I assume this is your advice for this friend, which makes sense, but I don't, that doesn't exactly mesh with your meaning Keith's experience with these online dating things. Like it is possible. I mean, it is true that there's a set of guys who are actually superior and intrigue women a lot more, right? Yes. I mean, go on. Well, so, I mean, there are, I think that for, I think what you're saying is true for some large proportion of men that they're, they don't have enough going for them, for them to really stand out. And so then it's just purely, a numbers game, but I also yeah. think that there is a set of men who have enough going for them that they will catch women's notice. Yes, kind of reliably. But even in that circumstance, if I lead with, you know, I have a master's degree in engineering from an Ivy League school, and I have this much money, and I've been to eighty-six countries, and I've been to over ten three Michelin star restaurants, and blah, 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 blah. You know, I can run a sub three mm-hmm. marathon. Like you can't, you can't just list out that stuff and have them, uh, you know, fall for you. There's like, I, I think that, yeah. The like, point is you wouldn't need to. Well, because I think charm is almost more important than any of that stuff, at least initially. Sure. I'm just saying that I think that um, yeah, making a list would never be attractive, but if you have enough going for you, no matter what the topic, whatever the conversation, you're going to say something that they're going to say, oh, wow, that's contextually positive. Or when I say, yeah, I mean, somebody who's in the top, say 10% of dating profiles or whatever, 5%, whatever it is. And so they're not going to have the same problem of that the vast majority guys of guys have, which is that they are really just randomly waiting for somebody to for whatever reason, feel like their puzzle piece matches with that person. Yeah. I think a counter argument would be something like, it is true that if I were matching with the same women as him, I could just clean up there. But because I'm sort of in a higher tier, I'm getting matched with people who are also in a higher tier. And hmm. those women have a, sort of a, a different... Um, a different array of all-star dudes available to them. That's interesting. And separating in that circumstance is still sort of tricky. I, I can write and I'm not um, as sex obsessed, I think, as many people on online dating websites. And so my general strategy is say something sort of charming or witty or clever and 
if they indicate any interest, say like maybe one or two more things and then ask them out. And then if I can get them out, like I always do well. Um, right. But it is still a numbers game. Like a lot of women who I'll see their profile be like, wow, this person's really great. I think we'd really get along. If I got depressed every time one of those rejected me or just outright ignored me, I would be very depressed. I still have that issue. I think almost sure. everyone does. I don't yeah, know if okay. there's like some tier, like two, you know, two standard deviations above me, whereby that never happened. I mean, you know, if Ryan Gosling got on Tinder, maybe. Right. Well, even then you'd get <clears throat> some amount of rejection. It would just be only 50% or whatever, or 10% right. or whatever. Right, right, right. It would still be vastly more than like the average six woman. Yes. Yes. Which is <laughs> amazing. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, there, there are positives and negatives to that. But I think I think that's generally right. It, yeah, it's it's I uh, th- like this is yeah. There's this bifurcation that takes place with these dating apps where women are able to zero in on the characteristics that they find compelling uh, much better than say in the old world where they would meet somebody in a bar or in like just sort of a real life situation. And yeah, there's all these people that complain. Well, some people. Uh, cheer it, but a lot of people complain that that makes it so that there's a small set of guys who are having sex with all the women, uh, right? Because it's 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 much easier for them, which of course isn't completely true because there are women that those men would reject and so forth, right? Um, yeah, I mean we've been through this before. We can move on. You had, oh yeah, so I have I have something that's like a that's like a fa- fairly actually direct uh, sequel to that or comes from that, which is. I was reflecting the other day on, <clears throat> I forget what exactly made me think about this, probably TikTok. Uh, <laughs> of course. And I was reflecting on the uh, absolutely insane uh, behaviors that I was, uh, female behaviors that I was subjected to, say in my early 20s, maybe late like teens. Well, uh, I, I, the number one, the main one that I was reflecting on was the just maniacal drive that you, that I would encounter. And I think all, I think, I think this is normal from uh, young women toward like wanting like the absurd levels of commitment from you. In other words, I, I guess it's sort of their um, lack of confidence. I'm not exactly sure what's behind it, but basically they're, they're culturalized to think that's normal. Uh, but I mean, may, maybe you experience this too. Like, Looking back on it, like I absolutely, I absolutely uh, went on dates with people, say at age eighteen, or dated people, women, where it, they certainly acted like they essentially wanted to get married immediately. Right, right. At age eighteen, uh, and and looking back on it, I mean that's insane, right? Well, what percentage? Yes, I think so, but I'm forty two and unmarried, so. Uh, I may not be the best uh, evaluator here, but I mean, what percentage of people, even in the United States, get married to their first ever partner? It's probably it's higher than digits. it should be. It's, yeah. it's way higher than it should be. It's double digits. And then, you know, if it's not the first one, you know, like their first five, you know, like someone they meet before they're 23, it's almost everyone. So your your point being that it works. <laughs> Uh, well, I think it's what people, 
I think humans are sort of engineered, not engineered, sorry, uh, evolved uh, in such a way that they uh, augur toward the person that they're with. And oftentimes they ignore red flag after red flag and it's just easier to stay together. If you if you always take the easiest path and you never do the hard thing, then you just marry the first person you meet. And I think a lot of people do that. And I don't think it's the right strategy, but I think it's the most common one. So do you think, but I mean, in most cases, the man left to his own devices would not, uh, wouldn't pursue that. I think in general, like men are sort of at that age, kind of dealing with the woman who wants like kind of an outrageous level of commitment outrageously quickly. Um, well, I mean, does a man ever want? <laughs> I mean, sure, sure. No, fair point, point. Fair point. I mean, it, a, a so teenage do you, boy doesn't even know. I mean, he, you know, he he's susceptible to all the television and movies and things he's seen. And so I, I don't even know what exactly he thinks. And so, he's so, so focused the on getting is, that nut. Sure. So the question then is what's going on in the mind of the young woman? Is it that she has some hormonal drive? Is it that she's like terrified of being in the world alone? Is it that she's seen messages on like sitcoms? Uh, it's both. Or from pop, pop music and so forth? Uh-huh. Okay. More. <laughs> like I think okay. the culture drives them toward settling down. And I think that there is something in our DNA, in particular female DNA, that drives them toward coupling as soon as possible. But it's not just, I mean, coupling is one thing like, Oh, I want to eat. Well, eat, although even that, like it strikes me as kind of odd because the, uh, the importance that they will attach to the particulars of how, uh, their relationship is functioning are also kind of insane because it's, <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, uh, yeah, exactly what your boyfriend is doing when you're in 11th grade. I mean, how, how important could that really, could that really be? Right. Yet it is really super unbelievably important to them. Now, the guy wants to have sex and that makes more sense to me because it's a near term goal, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, 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 and I will, of course it is genetic and biologically programmed and you could say it's stupid and fi- fair enough, but it's just like this, you know, it's like the drive to like eat a chocolate or something. It's like the, yeah, I mean, drive. there's definitely a very strong hormonal drive to have sex when you're a teenage male. Right. But the drive that the woman has, I, th- I, I think arguably is way more insane because they drive that like there's in the modern context, there's just no reason why they should have that drive. What do you mean by, yeah, I mean, let's put some color on what you mean by insane. Do you mean non-happiness optimizing over the course of the rest of their life? Sure. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is too. I think mailing your high school bow is a in general, a big mistake. Isn't there like a famous probability problem, which is, you know, they call it the secretary problem where there's, there's a certain number of partners you should evaluate before you even consider picking one. Yeah. It's if, it's if, um, someone told me this in college and I've seen it since then, it's if you have like a hundred potential suitors, you should reject the first one over E of them, one over 2.7. Yeah. There's some answer and that you're doing that so that you can get uh, an idea of what the scale right. is. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're certainly not doing that. And, it, and, uh, okay. So, I mean, so in your mind, it's simply that their brains are flooded with some hormone that forces them to act borderline insane. 
Well, yeah, and uh, maybe societies. And maybe in BC 7000, when there were very limited partners and very limited life prospects, then that would be the right strategy. Well, so let me ask you this. As a, you have dated people in their young 20s. Yes. Uh, or even younger as a full adult, you know, yeah. you've had this somewhat unique experience that's somewhat unusual. Like, do they, do the one, have the ones you've dated still had those behaviors or are you somehow selecting that out? You know, the mm. ones that are willing to date someone who's much older than them are not perhaps behaving like that. I think that's a little tricky to answer. I mean, I've definitely dated some people who have uh, fallen for me when they should not have. But I think my general experience is because I really dislike when that happens. I, I feel badly when that happens. Mm-hmm. I think I correct my behavior so that. It's obvious that I'm not looking for something serious or permanent. And so women can, women know that about me. And so even if they're having those instincts, they would be, they would know that showing them to me would, would be the end. And so I I think I'm muddying the water in such a way that I can't really measure. I think that if I didn't, and in fact, when I, when I first discovered various avenues to date younger women, that were successful, um, successful avenues. I mean, uh, I think, yeah, I wasn't correcting and I think people were falling for me in a way that was pretty annoying for me. So annoying how, like the thing where they would expect you to send them a text saying good morning every morning or something or. Yeah. I mean, they just (laughs) want things to be much more serious than I think, well, than I would like them to be. And to your point, then they should probably want them to be, although I am quite a catch, so maybe not. <laughs> how do they, but how does that come across? Is it that they, they, uh, they just constantly want to have really serious conversations with you about the relationship or yeah. if anything goes wrong at all, they just like have a nervous breakdown? Yeah. You can feel when people are taking things very personally and very seriously in a way that when people are ambivalent, don't. So- Right. You know, it could be uh, over texting. It could be over catastrophizing things that don't need to be um, a, an emergency. It could be, I don't know, inappropriate uh, future planning or in, in gift giving or just or card writing. I have some letters that are. <laughs> sort of amazing um it just and, uh just probably like a professions of love yeah nice yeah yeah so i mean so i have a good one so, uh, that i that i yeah. have that i found this week maybe i'll read it next week i don't, I don't remember where I put it. <laughs> remind me yeah so the so the a couple things about that one is that the it strikes me that uh you in those situations are not whipsawed by it the way, say a 21 year old man would be because you like have a much, have much more perspective. And so you're just like, whatever, when, when, when this sort of stuff happens, it doesn't work as well on you. <sighs> yeah. And there's I also mean, some aid, there's some age where women calm down and stop doing this. That's the other thing that strikes me. Yes. But are they stopping doing it because they've ceased caring or because they just know that's a terrible strategy? It could be I don't both. know the answer to that. It, it depends on the woman is the answer. 
Yeah, yeah. But I think some women are simulating being cool about stuff. Like you, 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 you definitely hear from women in their thirties talking about, uh, you know, <laughs> acting the way that they think their boyfriend wants them to act instead of the way they would actually like to act. So it's yeah, it's it's tricky. So I think this leads in interestingly to the first topic we have uh, from this uh, the the sugar daddy sugar baby question. Okay, do you want to read or how should no, we? No, you do can this? read it. Okay, if you'd this like. is uh, my sugar daddy grossed me out. Yes, but okay. you'll see. There's there's a relationship here. I think it's interesting. Okay, uh, this person says my sugar daddy my sugar daddy grossed me out, and now I never want to see him again. So I've been seeing this guy and. I met off seeking for roughly six weeks. Allowance is decent. He's super sweet and loves animals just like me. However, I feel he is too horny for me. Mm. I've been sugaring for about two years now and I pick and choose what I can tolerate. And unfortunately, he's just not that tolerable due to his poor shape and overall appearance. However, money is decent and personality is on point, but he's so hard to be around and literally takes up my entire afternoon. I just found out the reason he's able to go nonstop, like three hours plus, is because he doesn't lose his erection after ejaculation, which is impressive. But not when you're not pulling out. It's disgusting. I had no clue he was doing (laughs) that the entire time. And then he goes, it keeps lubrication. Wow. When I asked him if he'd been doing that the whole time without my permission, just made me want to gag in that moment because I don't find him very attractive. I'm on birth control and we're both clean, but I still found that pretty gross. Plus, he sweats way too much and wants me to cuddle with him in the sweat puddle. So gross to me, the conversations are good until the sex comes. It makes me feel like I'm rather working a job. I don't want to work. He's 52 years old and probably thought it would be okay to leave it in because he got fixed. However, it's gross. It's runny and made me feel icky. Oh. That just turned me completely off. So now I'm debating on cutting him off and brainwashing him out of my memory, but I feel bad because he's kind of obsessed with me in a way and it's hard to find a sugar daddy that gives decent monthly allowance. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So let me back there. Yeah. So let's just, um, steel man her case here. So this guy is like jizzing in her several times and just going for say 70 minutes. I mean, I I assume she's exaggerating the, the total time. That's that's pretty aggressive. Was a power of three less than she said. She said three hours plus. I know. I know. Yeah. So, you know, I'm already doing a lot of work there. Yes, that's true. No, she's, she's, uh, she's being aggressive there and she's, well, go ahead. You want to continue steel manning her? Okay. Well, let's, what's the, what's like sort of middle ground between steel manning and straw manning? Let's, let's just like uh, man her position here. He's, he's coming inside of her and then continuing to pump in and out for some extraordinary amount of time. Right. So, yeah, I I mean, I think, uh, so, I mean, there's a couple of things that are interesting here. One is that there's, I I found, I find the dichotomy Mm. between the importance Sorry. The sort of cultural importance that women put on that that society say puts on women in sex on the one hand and on the other hand the indifference that this woman clearly has toward like what's actually happening to and inside her body during sex with this guy I find those two things like that uh, <laughs> juxtaposition really interesting I mean she's first of all she's obviously not really aware when he orgasms uh yeah, that's yeah. It's that's put odd. a different way. It's like it's like sex is happening inside the woman's body, but the woman 
is not really in touch with it. And the man is much more in touch with it than she is. And I find that dichotomy interesting. And then on top of that, and this must be common with sort of sugar daddy situations, it's just so clear that like she's repulsed by this man. Right. There's on the one side, it makes me think, wow, I would be a very successful sugar daddy because I'm not repulsive. Right. Um, On the other hand, I think like how, I mean, there's so much cognitive dissonance here. And then to our previous topic, I mean, (laughs) yeah, you have this person who uh, is sharing this level of intimacy with a guy that she just is completely indifferent to, repulsed by. And then you have the other side of it, which is women that age are capable of such extreme adoration of a guy. Right. It's just kind of interesting. Like there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, I think you see a lot of sugar babies who, I don't know. I mean, they're basically looking for a boyfriend and. Well, this one isn't. This one. Yeah, right. Maybe she is. Sorry. That's, that's camp A. Well, maybe she is, but she would concede that this person is not that. And then in camp B, you have these women who are something much more analogous to prostitutes. And I think that's what this woman is, is. And so I'm, I'm just sort of confused. Like, how is what she's going through better than prostitution for her? Oh, well, at least it's, I mean, the argument I would make if I, if I had to steel man that case would be that at least it's the same guy every time. So then she doesn't have to, you know. Okay, fine. But be walking the do- blade as it were. What else? Well, so she knows what she's getting. She's she's confident that she will get the money she's she's supposed to get, those sorts of things. I mean, she's complaining about an obligation to have sex with this disgusting man. Right. And that's what the money is for and more power to her. I if I were a woman, I might do this sort of thing okay, but, myself. But hang on. A woman who has sex with a disgusting man for money sounds a lot like a wife in a lot of cases. Like, let's say a man who's become obese over the years. I thought you were going to say prostitute, but yeah, I mean, yes, I agree. Well, it could be a prostitute. This is the point is I think that for women, um, there's much more of a continuum there than you might think. And I don't think mm. that um, – I mean, the main the main thing is I suspect – that as a man, I don't have direct experience about this. I'm curious. It'd be interesting to talk to. Uh, I mean, I've read a lot of posts by sugar daddies, but um, I, sus- I somewhat strongly suspect that uh, a woman, when sugaring with a guy, behaves around the same as she would if it were vanilla dating. That it's not that it that she's able to produce the same kind of reactions, kind of interactions in their relationship, whether it's laughing at the things he says, kind of genuinely showing affection for him and things like that. Like, I don't actually think that, whereas whereas with prostitution, I think that that would not really be possible. I think it would be, although, you know, it's, there'd be companionship that's possible, but I, I think see. it would not. I see what you're saying. Level. There's a certain familiarity. And I think that there's a, an ability. I think this goes along with why women are, there are a lot of professions like nursing and stuff where there are more women. I think women are better at like generating that type of interpersonal connection yeah. uh, than men are, and so, uh, and, and I actually think that for them, it's not it's somewhat ambiguous. Like it's not clear to them that this is just an economic transaction. I think in their own mind, it, it's not clear. Okay, so did something break the wall for her here? 
yeah, he, I, th- I think so. It's the fact that he was basically, uh, using her as a conductor. Yes. He was pulling the wool over her eyes about like ha- what was happening during the sex act. And she didn't like that. She felt like there was some, uh, dishonesty in his behavior. Okay. So she, she thought that the contract she had agreed to was that he comes once. Yeah, that she was she was you know having sex with him in a normal a normal way, and it grossed uh-huh. her out that he was basically, I mean, yeah, it's 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 a very strange because you if if it was if it was just a transaction, you'd say well okay maybe yeah maybe it's she, he's getting more than one shot on goal would be the prostitution <laughs> term, and that might yeah. be irritating, but I don't think it's that. I think it's that she feels wronged because he 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 lied to her. It's almost like he cheated on her. You know, he's lied to her about sort of the emotional content of their interaction. And that bothers her. I don't know if he lied. He just. He took advantage of her. I don't understand how she could not recognize that he was orgasming multiple times. Well, that's the other part. I think that's the other thing. I think there's so many pieces here. I thought that was really interesting, too, that how it's uh, the sex is happening inside her body. Women. You know, male sex is viewed as not very valuable. Female sex is viewed as very valuable, and yet she's yeah. so detached from this thing that's happening inside her body. And I think that's somewhat common, actually, that a woman can just detach from uh, what's happening because, particularly in PIV, like they're just not getting stimulated that much. Yeah. So yeah, she just didn't notice. <sighs> yeah, this whole thing is pretty illuminating in a way that I think lots of people would disagree with. Oh, and by the way, it wouldn't, that can't surprise you that much because I think we've discussed this before. Um, both you and I have said that we've, while wearing condoms, faked orgasms. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know if this is illuminating for me. I, I'm thinking about this as a generally interesting post to illustrate some themes that we commonly have, but I think people would yes. disagree. They would disagree what? I'm not sure exactly. I think they would. I think people would disagree that there's sort of, I think most people think there's some red line between prostitution and sugaring. And I don't know exactly what the collectively bargained rules are that Mm. constitute Mm. that line, both in reality and on the Sugar Lifestyle Forum subreddit. But people seem to have some rules about it. And I think I use collectively bargained properly there, by the way. Potentially the, uh, I, I have read, I mean, there is the sex worker and the sex workers and then sex workers only, I think subreddits, yeah, which are more for uh, escort oriented. And it is true that, um, the, the kind of Holy grail for escorts is regulars, uh, which is even blurs the line more. Right. So, I mean, if you're an escort that charges $300, for an hour and you have some guy that visits you twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think maybe the difference is that as an escort, you're not expected at all to be monogamous. Whereas I think frequently with the sugar baby situation, there is some expectation of monogamy. I think the girl is also supposed to care about the man more. Got it. Well, but honestly, this is the thing is in the sex worker, one of those subreddits, like often they do. I know. They will say things where it's I like clear you. that they ha- they have like some kind of emotional inter- uh, reaction with or uh, knowledge of the guy and so forth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I think you've persuaded me to your spectrum argument rather than binary. 
Yes, which yeah. is All why. All right, let's move on. We have, we, yeah. have, we have some topics that I promise we get to. All right, this person says, why does he want me to take my shirt off during sex if I have small boobs? I've been curious about this for a while. My per- For perspective, me and my partner are both 20 and have been dating for about two months now. My breast size is a B cup. Okay, mm, that's, that's not that that's terrible. Yeah, the guy I'm dating will ask me once in a while to take my shirt off during sex or ask why I won't get fully naked. And I'm not sure why, since my boobs are small. My ex-boyfriend of a year and his friend told me that smaller boobs can be adorable, but not sexy or hot because they don't represent femininity and maturity like bigger boobs do (laughs) and are typically seen as a turnoff by the majority of men, which is understandable. Oh, man. What a a mean ex. So when I was intimate with my ex- Good red pilling there. The shirt and bra would stay on, and it made sense. Jesus. So I'm really confused on why my current partner is urging me to take my shirt off when small boobs aren't attractive like big boobs are. Should I talk to him about it? I'm, I'm glad this person didn't mention their age. I'm, I'm terrified it's like 16. Oh, yeah, I thought she said that she was 20. No, this person didn't. Oh, no, wait. Okay. No, she did. You're right. Okay. Well, whatever. Yeah, so she is. Young. <clears throat> yes. Uh, I mean, there's a couple things here. I mean, obviously, f- for starters, B cup is not that small. I mean, I realize that with the obesification of America now, like the average <laughs> bra size is like a double D or something. <laughs> right. But uh, B cup, like sort of historically speaking, like if you were to go to a, one of the great museums of the world and look at the naked women uh, sculptures, uh, B cup is probably what was considered yeah. good. Uh, yep historically. Uh, so there's that also, um, I mean, actually the, 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 the other thing I would say is that, uh, your shirt also obscures like your waist. It, it depends on the shirt. Details, yeah. I mean, I mean like, men like to see the narrow waist as well. Right. I mean, and again, this is a reason why being overweight slash obese for a woman's a mistake because like men want to see the hip waist ratio. Yeah. I think we've had on. topics around this in the past, but if you're partner wants you to leave your shirt on during sex there there may be an issue right because they're because for a man there are there are various positives uh, and it's not just your breasts um and also it's not like i don't I, I also of course take issue with the uh what was it the people saying that large breasts are feminine and smaller ones are not as feminine that's not exactly right like the it's something different from that 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 triggers the male brain, I think it has something to do with, there is a, there is a smallness of breast where it would feel masculine, but it has to be pretty small is the way I would go at that. Yeah. I mean, you tolerate smaller breasts more than I do, or you, or you seem to not be. Yeah. I think if there's like a spectrum of like preferring large breasts versus small breasts, it's not preferring it's tolerating is not the right word either. <laughs> It's a nice uh, word. I, I think that I prefer large breasts. I think all men do. Yeah, actually. I think generally most men do. Some men yeah. have it as a requirement, and I don't. I don't have it as a requirement, but I think I do more than you do. The 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 issue that I have with large breasts is that it uh, realistically, unless you're say Serena Williams, it uh, really limits like your athleticism. Yeah, it just right. does. Like it's yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's extremely unlikely to be in good shape and have large breasts unless your body right. happens to store all of the body fat in your chest. Right. Um, some people are lucky in that way. Um, yes. But usually when people have big but chests the, and they're yeah. skinny, their breasts are fake. Yeah, but there's a smallness beyond which it does become masculine. Also, nipple size is relevant there too, right? I mean, it's like it doesn't 
if it, yeah, I mean, there's a point where, you know, yeah. I mean, like if you have hair on your chest, that's going to be even more masculine. <laughs> like there's some sort of spectrum there. Right. And, uh, so I don't, I sort of take issue with, uh, yeah, the claim that it's certainly B cup. I don't, I just don't like, I mean, I think most supermodels are probably B or C cup. Right. Yeah. So there's I, a big I just don't gap. I think that's like insane. There's a big gap between B and C though. There's a big gap between all the, all the sizes, but even in a cup, like it's still more fun to have them out than not. That's true. Sure. Yeah. I, no, I was I mean, trying it's to probably think. some other reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he's just not attracted to her. I think that that's what was going on with her ex. Um, I'm not sure, yes. but that would be, that would be my guess. Uh, yeah. I, I was trying to think in my mind how much more enjoyable sex is with women with large breasts versus small breasts. I don't think it's materially more enjoyable. I, I feel like I want it, but I'm not sure if in execution, if it really matters that much. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't think it would matter. I think it's much more important in terms of just like your initial attraction, right? Like how much you notice them and so forth. Then, right. yeah, then it makes a difference. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to this condom issue. Let's see. Uh, this person says, should I have protection? Should I have had protection on the first date? I, male 24, went on a date with a coworker, female 29 yesterday. Just a little background on me. I'd been in a five-year relationship and my ex is the only lady I've ever been sexually active with. Anyway, my coworker, let's call her Nina, and I and I have known each other for a year now. We've been flirting for a few weeks, for a few months before I finally asked her out on a date. I'll also add Nina knows my Reddit handle and that's why I'm using a throwaway account. I'm taking her hiking near my family cabin. Okay, well, he's already given too many specifics. It's a lot of data, yeah. Yeah. The weather turned bad and she asked, could we stay at the cabin? The original plan was for me to just drive her back home. Anyway, there were no condoms in the cabin and the nearest pharmacy was a decent drive. She was teasing me for going on a date and not bringing any protection. I said I didn't think we'd have sex on the first date. My ex and I waited a couple months for that to happen. That night, Nina went down on me and I went down on her and we went to sleep. The next morning in bed, Nina was actually angry at me for not having a condom. She, mul- she told me to finger her and I compelled <laughs> uh, and I complied. The rain was done and I told her that I could drive to the store and come back. She said no and that the mood was ruined. She called me immature and irresponsible. I was kind of pissed to be labeled that. I drove her home and she said, next time be an adult. Is it <laughs> weird not to bring protection on a first date? I haven't dated in a while and feel a little unsure of myself. Hmm. Uh, I think her reaction here is sort of strange. I've been in situations where I've uh, not had a condom and wished I did. I've been in situations where I did have a condom and wondered if it would be presumptuous to reveal that I had a condom. Hmm. Right? Like if you if you're in a situation where you're getting naked with someone and you happen to have a condom on you and it was very not clear if sex was going to be happening and you have a condom with you, the person might think like, what the hell? Like was your yeah, plan? I think that second that second situation is more interesting. What how I mean, I don't know how many times this happened to you, but what was your solution? Did you, I mean, um, I can think of a few. One, one is you just pull it out. One is you say, don't have it. Another is you sort of like hide it in there in whatever, wherever you are and say, oh, look, I found one. Yeah. Probably didn't think of yeah. that. Yeah. I can't remember the specifics. I do remember at least once. I can remember once specifically where I 
pretended not to have one and just bought more. Oh, interesting. So you were able to buy more in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. We, there was like a pharmacy outside our house and it was like, oh, all right, well, I'll just avoid the so awkwardness me, here. So let me understand. So what's happening is it's clear that you're going to have sex. You then have to put your clothes back on, leave the house, go to the pharmacy, buy some. No, no. we were on the way back from a bar and it was clear we were going to have sex. And so then just bought a condoms on the way back to her place. Interesting. And this was this was a situation where it could have been presumptuous that I think this was a while ago, Mike. I think the way I managed it is I said something like, "Well, we're going back to your place. Should I stop by the pharmacy for supplies?" And I probably said it with the cadence similar to that, where it's obvious what I'm saying. Okay. And she said yes, so I did. Got it. Interesting. I mean, that's a good, look, that's a good tactic. If somebody wants to have sex with you, right? Like you, it's sort of hard to like blow it unless you like, like not having a condom and like having to like put my shoes back on and go get it. That would, that would be annoying. Um, or uh, I mean, a lot of women are willing to have sex without condoms, which isn't, which is a whole nother set of issues. Right. But you've never been in this particular situation where, uh, I've been yelled at for in- having a condom. Or it was inaccessible. No, no, he, he didn't have one. Oh, right. But it was inaccessible to buy one is the point. Like where yeah. there was no. I mean, just for the spirit of this conversation, I probably shouldn't perseverate on this. But yeah, I mean, he brought her to this family cabin and didn't think that like maybe things could, you know, head in a sexual direction. Like it just seemed seems like he should have possibly anticipated this thing but but setting that aside like let's say that uh the pretense is yeah for some reason he just didn't think they would be having sex and now it's obvious and he doesn't have one yeah i don't know if i've found myself i in think i mean like that yeah the way that i interpret this is uh <clears throat> or a way the, the the a way that i could see interpreting this is that the woman is uh unhappy because she could view it as him using this as an excuse to not wear a condom. And you see that all the time in the sex subreddit. Um, I will say that one time uh, I've never, I don't, I don't know if I've had this condom situation come up, but I will say that one time I was uh, surprised by the interest that a woman had in me uh, early in uh, seeing her or whatever. Yep. And so she was very frisky and then she told me she was on her period. And I said, well, we could do anal. And that worked. <laughs> and that worked. Wow. Yeah, and I did have a, I did have a condom though. So the condom was, was also important there, but so that's uh, that's somewhat similar, right? I, I was able to, I, I <laughs> sidestepped the, the period with the anal, which was a nice parry. Yeah. That's probably not what she was hoping to hear, but yeah, she was frisky enough that she was like, all right, well. I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so it was, to speak. well, I, I don't know what possessed me to make that proposition at the time, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it happened anyway. Yeah. So, so these, 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 like, these, like exigencies can lead to people getting, so that could be a reason why she was irritated, right? Is that like, oh, you're just trying to take advantage of me. Yeah. I think, I think having, 
you know, a 20 pack of condoms in a situation where it was very unclear whether sex was going to be ha- had can be a bit presumptuous. But again, like if you just use your words, you could say like, look, you know, newsflash, I'm not a virgin. Uh, I, I do have condoms at my house. <laughs> like, is, it, is there ever an issue for you? So let's say you have a 20 pack of condoms and you've used six of them and you're yeah. with a new partner. Is that ever an issue? Do you feel like you need to go buy a new pack? Yes, I have worried about stuff like that in the past. I, I stopped worrying about that after I was like 32 or something. But when I was younger, I think I would worry about stuff like that. So so now, like after age 32, you just you just be like, yeah, like uh, don't mind the perforated edges, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Using the last of a three pack. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think. Oh, that's the yeah. worst, right? It's like a 50 pack and there's just one left and they're <laughs> rattling around. Right. Yeah, I just think like, damn. I think adults like don't get sensitive about this the way that, that that kids do. I mean, kids are afraid to even go to a store and buy condoms. They feel awkward about it. Sure, sure. You know, you just, I mean, you I, just I remember doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember not feeling great about it too. Right. Yeah. Uh okay. This person says, My girlfriend can come just using a vibrator. I go down on her for very long. <laughs> can or can't? Can, can. Oh, he means just in the sense of like, it's yeah. the only way she can do it. As That's opposed right. to, right. I mean, I think m- almost all women can come just using a vibrator, but go That's on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I go down on her for very long, various in all caps. I try to stimulate her clit by hand, but nothing. She says, penetration doesn't do it for her. I could be fucking her for hours. I did, but it does nothing for her. However, ever since we started adding toys, she never used them before. She, Yes, she did. She usually come in a matter of 30 <laughs> seconds just by keeping the vibrator to her clit while I fuck her and also while I don't fuck her, mostly the latter. I am not really needing for her to come. Now, I read that it's completely normal and most girls can't come through penetration. However, I can't help but feel useless as this way sex is just for me to come and not for her to come. Is there anything I can try? Well, it's uh, like welcome to bio- biology. I mean, the... the uh, yeah. The- I mean, the man the orgasming is what produces the baby. That is how baby is formed. Babby. Yeah. That is how babby is formed. Right. Yes. I forgot about that meme. Uh, I mean, I think I might view women as useless if the opposite were true. If it were the case that I could have my best orgasms or my only orgasms without any involvement from women. I think I might think that like women were sort of useless. Like I think that a woman, a woman can say like, oh, you know, I get like intimacy and I get closeness and, you know, there's some sort of like uh, chemical bonding that happens when he penetrates me. Uh, and so even though he can't make me come, indeed has no chance to make me come, I still really enjoy, you know, having physical sex. I, I think women can say that, but as a man, sure. I feel like if a woman did like nothing for me in terms of, of building to orgasm, uh, I might view them as a bit useless. So like, I understand this guy's intuition. He's wrong but I understand his, his confusion here. Right. He's, he's looking at it from the male perspective, not, not seeing how she would see it. I mean, I think like, this is where you, I mean, first of all, I feel sorry. I feel bad a little bit to the extent that I'm capable of it uh, for her, for having undergone the three hours of pounding. Right. I mean, she she should learn to communicate better. Yeah. Uh, Well, or yeah, or fake it, but I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, there you you encounter that a fair amount, guys. You just think if they just keep doing it long enough, <laughs> just ten it's more just minutes, not, right? It's just not going to happen. Clit is like bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just—I mean, it's not even the clit, right? It would be like the the labia bleeding. I mean, he's just fucking her, 
Like there's yeah. no, it's not even stimulating the right part. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, like, I think that there are, I, I always find it kind of a bummer in porn. Like, I don't know how you feel about this, but if I'm watching a porn that's male POV, uh, let's say she's lying on a bed and he's standing up beside the bed and then she's rubbing her clit with her fingers. That mm-hmm. I find kind of hot. If she's using a vibrator, this happens a lot on Chatterbait. It's not my favorite, actually. I don't know why. I think like the, yeah, I think it is. I guess I guess I sort of understand what this guy's saying a bit. It's like when you introduce the vibrator, it really <laughs> starts to feel like the guy's irrelevant, right? It's like, well, yeah. I mean, he could, and I think that's actually sort of true. It's like if a woman's using a vibrator, I'm not sure the woman would be, I, th- I think the woman could be potentially somewhat indifferent between you penetrating her and you just like rubbing her breast. Although I think there are, it is common for women to have a better orgasm with something rubbing them inside. Yeah. I mean, I've told this story before. I'll tell it again. I, I dated somebody who needed one of those Hitachi wands. Like she couldn't <laughs> even use like a battery operated vibrator. She needed the thing where like the lights dim when you, when you turn it on because it right. draws so much current. And, uh, I was in my twenties. And so, you know, I found it sort of emasculating and yeah, but I mean, the reality was, yeah, because I thought to myself, like, why am I even here? Like, what is the point of this? And, you know, she would say all the right things. Like, you know, I still want you to participate really like, yeah, when you you rub me or hold me or whatever. Right. And I found that sort of hard to believe at the time, but I mean, I think it's real. Like I think women just, I mean, it's hard for me to imagine, but there can be sort of uh, various contact that is additive to the experience for them in a way that it sort of isn't. Oh, wait, for wait, men. wait, wait. That's not hard to imagine because uh, if, uh, let's see, if you have the two choices of choice one is you're standing beating off uh, onto a paper towel and on, on, on your t- desk as you do. Yeah. And choice number two is there <laughs> instead of your desk, it's a woman's face that's you've never had sex with before that's very attractive and she's saying dirty talk at the same time like you will have a stronger orgasm in scenario yes. two right yes so it's the same thing like it's yeah. like there's a certain and it's like why do you have a stronger orgasm in situation two it's it's like there's some amount of well it's just like your brain rewards you for actually having like a human female face in front of you it's the same like i mean a woman orgasming in front of a guy is kind of vulnerable and yeah you know makes her feel yeah, it like amps up the sensation somehow. Yeah. Right. So I mean that makes sense. But it's but but in terms of like, is your penis relevant to her orgasm? Not not exactly. I mean, honestly, right. like in porn, and I mean in real life too, like it's very common when getting a blow for guys to like have to beat themselves off at the end of the blow. It is, but I mean that's not a perfect analogy for a number of reasons. I I saw a porn yesterday where a guy was having sex with a woman and then he beat himself off into her vagina. I mean, that's a guy with death grip. Wait, how, what do you mean? Beat himself off into her vagina. He pulled out. Yeah, I hear you. It was weird. He pulled out until just the head was resting between the labia and he sort of like jerk, jerked off into there. Wow. And then it made a kind of a mess, right? Because it was lots of semen just sort of all around the entrance. Right. It was probably also to make that happen, which for some reason people think is compelling. Um, yeah. People like cream pies. They like the visual of the semen coming out. It's really irritating that and the, the woman sort of drooling the semen out after the, blow. Yeah. like a, 
not my favorite. Yeah. I, yeah, don't usually use that to uh, uh, get there, so to say. Okay. Uh, this Agreed. I think we have time for one more. This person says, my boyfriend left me because I squirted. I'm a 20-year-old female. Lots of, lots of 20-year-olds today. Last nice. night, my boyfriend was fingering me while we were watching a movie. I began to feel this really intense feeling that I thought was just a regular orgasm. I squirted for the first time. I was completely shocked because I didn't even know that it was coming. My boyfriend got really grossed out, and after I apologized and cried out of embarrassment for a bit, he left, and I haven't talked to him since. I genuinely had no idea it was going to happen, and I didn't mean to make him uncomfortable. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. That's not looking good for her. But the reason why I brought this up is, yeah, I mean, everything else being equal, I would strongly prefer someone who doesn't squirt when they orgasm. Well, I don't, I mean... I think it, well, of course, you're just saying for like hygiene or like uh, cleanliness reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Uh, everything else being equal, right? So like I'm one nice thing about squirting and like maybe this shouldn't be as nice as, as I think it is, but it often is connected to orgasming, although not always. And so you can have some, it's nice having like a visual representation of having brought a woman to orgasm. Um, and so- visual representation you mean like the 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 urine that you see on your sheet afterward (laughs) yes yes i see that's interesting because you don't so you don't view it the same way i mean okay you don't want to see like your splooge on the on the sheet afterward that bums you out right yes okay and i think i i think that should bum out the woman too i'm not i think it doesn't always (laughs) but i think it should yeah but you would like it if there was that visual representation of from the pee that, that, that somehow is compelling to you for like, some, let's just say for some number of just, seconds. And then after those seconds, ah, I'm like, Oh God. I mean, let's say, say it's like a garden variety wet spot. That's, is that for me, that's zero seconds that that's good. I'm just like, Oh man, I think it's some non-zero spot. number of seconds, but seconds is the right unit of time. It's not minutes. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I think for me, it's zero. Like I'm not, <laughs> you're I'm like immediately repulsed like, by it. Well, I've told you that like I, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I yeah, re, re, repulse isn't the right word. I'm irritated by it. I also find irritating, like if, uh, like sometimes there will be something that happens during the sex act that I know my partner finds stimulating, and then she becomes more wet, and I can feel it with my penis. I find that irritating too. Yeah, which is just like I think some sort of aversion to intimacy. Yeah, I mean, we've talked a bit about how excess lubrication can be. Oh no, it's not that. It's it's that I don't like I don't like um <laughs> no it just they're enjoying t- themselves. Yeah, it just well, but it's always like they enjoy, you know, it's like, oh, you you know, it's too obvious. I'm yeah. not sure. It just feels like uh feels too rote to me. I want it right. to be more uh surprising. Right. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I disagree, but I, I understand. I know. Nobody, nobody, nobody agrees with this, uh, this standpoint I have. Have you had that experience, by the way, of like you're something and like you can feel that it gets notably wetter, like across, say, a 10 second time span? Yeah. Like, oh, I some, think so. some, something got uh, emitted there. Yeah. And that's not squirt. That's just lubrication. So there must be some way, I don't know, there's some way the vagina has of like quickly introducing some new lubrication in the middle of the act. Right. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't actually know what the, 
what it reminds me of the squirting thing in the sense that like there's this actually a scientific question of there of whether that's a real thing or whether it's just something that I that I'm it's a placebo where I think it's happening. So you have you ever uh, abandoned a woman because she squirted like this? Uh yeah. Um, oh, you have. Uh no. I think I have not fully pursued. I don't know if abandon's the right word. I did. I, it, hmm. it just it it you know it minus two them or something. Interesting. Like it's a hassle. It really. This is. was actually someone straight up urinating during orgasm. Yeah, like just like and, a like yeah, a, and it was and they pretty reliably did it. This is the the golden arches, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I haven't experienced that. I had the thing I have experienced is the uh, vagina getting wetter at the point of orgasm and. And the key is wetter, but also less lubricative. So very, very clearly something that was more the consistency of water huh. than what's well, the same thing, right? It's just a smaller amount of it coming out. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I knew it was pee. I knew it was pee <laughs> at the time. I mean, I guess that like if it's when it was, I don't know if I viewed it as a negative, like there's, but I don't think it, I don't think it added. I mean, it simply was like, oh yes, you had an orgasm. Right. We still get hate mail on this, people insisting it's not pee. Yeah, that's true. Well, some percentage of it may not be pee, but then there's the question of what is pee? Pee is composed of, of course, many different uh, inter, you know, inputs. So, But yes, there are some glands there that at least purportedly can, can put some. By the way, uh, I saw a nice video on TikTok of a woman uh, explaining how, uh, how great it is to have for a man to have a woman put her finger up your butt and massage your prostate prostate because it helps to, it helps, uh, to open up the, um, and I say I, this, this came to my head because women will claim that like squirting is from the female prostate, which is like sort of a real thing. Uh-huh. Anyway, it'll hope to open up the sort of, uh, uh, vessels involved in the prostate, which then makes it easier for it to squirt out forcefully the semen when needed. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So it's something that you could consider in your, you know, sort of as a, a therapeutic to improve your nut volume just, and velocity. I just, I don't, I don't know why I just don't have interest in items in my colon. Yeah. Just, I don't. Oh, what was, didn't we get, we got a hate mail about, I mean, do you want to talk about that briefly? We got a hate mail actually, didn't we saying about how, uh, it, you sent it to me. It was somebody saying, you know, hey, you're being, you're not being cool to people that like things up their butts or something. Oh yeah. I remember that when we get lots of hate mail, we should start the next episode with that though. We've been recording for an hour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a pretty compelling one, but I, I think, I mean, just this person was saying, hey, you guys, I don't agree with you guys. And the thing is like, just because there are some guys that like being pegged does not mean the majority of guys like that and a very small minority like being pegged is the truth. Yeah. I think he was confused on our point of view too, but we'll, we'll, we'll take yeah. tackle it next episode. All right. So that'll fair do it for fair. episode 91 of your mileage may vary. You can find us on Twitter at YMMVpod or send us an email at YMMVpod at gmail.com. Uh, if you have questions, uh, please let us know if you'd like to keep them private or if we can answer them on the show. Uh, and if you have a comment, we pay $10 for any feedback received. So uh, let us let us have it. Thanks for listening. And you can hear us next week on Your Mileage May Vary. Physique. Physique.
je fais et je viens 